Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage. Push button, get mortgage. Jimmy G. Fresh off the Super Bowl last Sunday. He's producing back at CBS Sports Radio. James Graceffo, the real Jimmy G. McKeon, also producing. Darwin Zook, the dude can knock out an update. He'll be by in about 27 minutes. A lot to talk about in the final two hours. We'll continue with our wonderful back-and-forth conversation with that Wall Street Journal bombshell report from yesterday with more on the Astros cheating and an algorithm and code breaker and dark arts and how dirty and seedy and ugly it is and how Major League Baseball just gave immunity to the players and this is going to go away because it's the offseason. And now I will get to the Red Sox before spring training if anything happens. Dombrowski's gone. Cora's gone. No Red Sox players will be punished. No Astros players are punished because you can't knock out two of your top five franchises in Houston and Boston. You just can't. So front office people can go, managers can go, and then the baseball code for those players to watch a guy like Carlos Beltran, who can't even manage because he's connected to the Astros era, era, but he doesn't get immunity because he's not a current player. It's Rob Manfred trying to be slick while he's balancing What is the long-term sustainability of Major League Baseball? Think about it. I mean, they're testing robots in the minors, runners on second and extra innings, trying to restart a new baseball generation. So he can't just blow up the Astros and the Red Sox. He has to protect the credibility of the game. So a manager and a GM... Both go, and then A.J. Hintz, that interview was just brutal. Anything, anybody connected to this has said, you, no one's bought a word. So what do you do? As more comes out, does that? Does baseball know everything? Yeah. Did they give us everything? It seems they didn't. Especially when you read that Wall Street Journal report. So what's the future? I, I th- I believe now, when you look at the Astros, you think cheating. But what's interesting is that when the Red Sox were slapped on the wrist for relaying, you know, signals on an Apple Watch in the dugout or somebody was sitting there, there was no news coverage of it. There was nothing. And even now the Red Sox, you know, waiting for what will come down, knowing that no players are going to be punished. What do you have? You have Cora gone, and you have Dombrowski gone. And I doubt that has anything to do with sign stealing. It has to do with 
trading away everybody and spending a lot of money, and you kind of hit the wall. And Red Sox fans want more rings. So I'm asking you, if you're Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, and I said this, and again, I don't know with my lawyers, I'd sit down and say, okay, players have immunity from being suspended, but what if I just released any player and and showed him the door and sacrificed a season? And it might be more in a season. If you got rid of your, you know, three top players, let's say, you, you might sacrifice three to five years. So now you get into money, you get in the suites, you get in the seats, you get in the TV deals. And doing the right thing is a lost art in sports, for the most part. It is. But I'm asking you, what would you do if you're the Astros owner? If you're Rob Manfred, your hands are tied because you can't blow up the Red Sox and the Astros. I mean, if you were talking about name the five best franchises in baseball right now, Dodgers, Yankees, Astros, Red Sox, and I'm just talking about money. Can you know Cubs? Probably what? What? You probably go there, right? I think you would. Most people. So that's two of your top five. And Manfred's worried about a new t- TV money. You know, you have very successful franchises, and you have people not drawing flies or spending any money. You're, you're Manfred and you're talking about splitting a season between Montreal and Tampa Bay. What's that thinking? It's called being desperate and trying to bring the Canadian audience in because you would like to see some more growth in baseball. That international cities aren't clamoring for your product. That the TV ratings aren't what are necessary to get mega billion dollar deals. So now you have a cheating scandal. What's your mode of operation? We're just going to get rid of the manager and the GM and a $5 million fine and some draft picks are going to be taken away and the players all get immunity. Because at the end of the day, people aren't buying tickets in Houston or Boston for Dombrowski or Cora or for A.J. Hinch or Jeff Luna. They're buying tickets to watch the Stars. And money wins here. Because baseball's trying to figure out what its future is. Electronic strike zone, robot umpires, runners on second. Do we speed it up? We need to speed it up. If we speed it up, it's going to be better for TV. A faster game, the young people will watch it. No, because if you speed it up and change it too much, you're going to lose the traditional fan, the baseball purist, and you're dead in the water. And if you look at the other sports and you see fringe sports growing, okay, and you look at soccer or, you know, is hockey growing? You know, if you if you look at that, you might say, okay, they're in the game. Now, MLB said that they had fan growth, TV, digital viewership. Now, baseball and softball 
a combined attendance of nearly 110 million fans across Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball. But then they're talking about contracting with some minor league cities. Nearly, and this is again with a study, SSRS, Lucas Trend, Sports Poll Research, nearly 170 million people, 12 or older, call themselves MLB fans today more now than at any point in the past 25 years. And when we talk about the international growth, attendance for the first London series between the Yankees and the Red Sox was almost 60,000. The most attended international MLB game ever. MLB's three TV partners all saw increased viewership in 2019. MLB.TV subscriptions increased 15%. MLB at Bad App was started over 2 billion times. Through the MLB Ballpark app, MLB sold a single-season record 1.19 million ballpark pass tickets to games this season to watch them on the app. MLB players' Instagram followers have grown by over 50% in 2019. Now, again, anybody can spin numbers they want to. On the field, baseball softball participation grew to 25.6 million, making the sport the number one team sport in the U.S. by participation for a third straight year. Now, this is a story at, at MLB.com. You can take it for what it's worth. Everybody can spin and find numbers. I think baseball is alive and well in half of its franchises, right? And then you get half that are struggling, but that's where baseball has a luxury tax and your big markets, you know, Yankees, Boston, even though the Cubs are still trying to find some champion or regain some championship mojo, Dodgers are kicking butt, right? It's doing, you know, Houston and Boston, that's why you can't blow them up. And will baseball, will they get that multi-billion dollar growth where the owners are living like NFL owners. Graceffo, what do you think? Where, where's Major League Baseball today? You as a fan, you're in New York City, biggest market in America. Where do you think baseball is today? And then tell me why the players got immunity in Houston, and it looks like they'll get it in Boston. Uh, baseball today is a regional sport. Nothing more, nothing less. I agree. And, and and it's alive and well when you look at numbers. It's alive and well where teams are doing well, which seems to be a norm for most sports, right? Yeah. I mean, they're, you know, not everybody can be the NFL. Not everybody can be the NBA in the middle of the playoffs, you know. Uh, nationally, baseball is falling apart. And um, to have your average age of viewer watching the World Series in his 50s is not a good sign for anybody. Yeah, what's interesting is that one story will tell you that baseball ratings are up, and again, anybody can find a poll. Another one will say local local viewership is down. You know, when you get to the postseason, it's still great to watch playoff baseball. It's like the NBA. You can't get enough of it. All right, uh, the Astros players, the immunity, 
uh, the Wall Street Journal story, more coming out about how uh, the depth of this cheating uh, may be there since 2016. Uh, what does baseball do if you're Rob Manfred? What do you do if you're Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros? Uh, the immunity thing, I get why they did it. Because if you don't give them immunity, they're not going to talk to you, and they could just hide behind the union anyway. So if you're going to get any information out of them whatsoever, you have to promise them some sort of immunity, some sort of freedom from suspension. I mean, and for what Jim Crane does from here, I really don't know. I mean, I don't see Dusty Baker as a long-term solution. I don't think anyone does. Uh, it, would it surprise me if A.J. Hinch is apologetic, apologetic enough that in a year from now the Astros call up A.J. Hinch again? I don't, I, that wouldn't surprise me. If A.J. Hinch does this rehab tour for a year, and the Astros are, you know, mediocre this season, which probably they won't be. But if they struggle out of the gate and Dusty Baker is seven, in his 70s and they don't uh, make the postseason or don't win a playoff series, could the Astros call A.J. Hinch again? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, nothing would surprise me because you're talking about money and, and you can't blow up the Astros. And I get, I get what Rob Manfred was trying to do, but the more that comes out in this, Graceffo, I... I think baseball, Crane, uh, you're going to have to do something. I, I really do. I think there's just more and and more people who are getting, who are being the scapegoats here. And I know A.J. Hinch, did you see his interview he tried to do about why? And it was a train wreck. It really was. Um, I don't know. I think train wreck's a little strong. Um, was he apologetic? Yeah. Did he admit to everything? Or was he as apologetic as he could have been? Probably not. Uh, and it's everything that we heard already. It's, you know, I wanted to stop it. I, this wasn't my idea. I knew what was going on, but I didn't do enough to nip it in the bud. I mean, all he has to do here is come across as apologetic. All he has to do is come across as, I know it was wrong. We knew it was wrong. I shouldn't have let it go on for as long as it did. And let's not forget, I wasn't the guy who was leading the charge in all of this. You know, if they just would do that... If, if Crane, and I doubt Lou now, now, and you get lawyers and you get everybody involved in MLBPA, their union, if all of them would sit right now at just in Houston at a press conference and be apologetic and we made a mistake and all would just do that uh, instead of new things are popping up all the time and give the backstory and just move on and let people deal with it, I agree with you. Graceffo, that it, it it would temper the doubt that there's still more, right? It would temper you. Yeah, you, I mean that's but that's with anything. When you own up to the crime, people are more uh, apt right? to forgive you. Right I mean, now, you don't know what else is coming. I mean, there's the buzzer allegations. There's there's the can. There's the camera. Now it's connected to a algorithm and live games and a computer. Well, they're not going to admit to anything that's not proven. They, right. They've proven the trash can. They've proven the cameras in center field. No one's really proven the buzzer yet. No, and then and the computers were mentioned by Manfred in the letter to Lunau, uh, used for algorithms or Codebreaker or Dark Arts. So I would it, you rather be would you rather be Jeff Lunau or AJ Hinch come out of all this? I think Jeff Lunau looks so much worse. Oh yeah, Jeff Lunau looks like he's dodging. Like he's do yeah. I, I opened up the emails, but I didn't read them. Sure, about you, know, you got the intern with Dark Arts and Codebreaker, and does Hinch know, but I didn't read the rest of the email. Okay, nice. Why don't you go testify in D.C.?
I will talk to you later. Yeah, Hinch, I, he tried to be apologetic, but there's still, you know, he, he should just really, he has nothing to lose. Say, this is what went on as a manager. I learned a lesson that I need to take control. You know, you hit, you're winning at the highest level and you're, you're loaded in terms of a roster. And now you got a way to know what's coming for the most part. I know the players have to put the bat on the ball. That, that's, that's an addictive baseball drug that's tough to put down. Well, A.J. Hinch didn't have all of the guys in his house lined up behind him. He had rogue people working for him. Alex Cora and Carlos Belchin were clearly rogue people that led this thing. And he learned a lesson that he has. if he's the manager, he has to be in charge of everybody involved. All 25 guys in your roster and all your coaches. You know what, Griselle, the one thing as we revisit this with the Wall Street Journal story from yesterday, I am shocked that not one person, player, while this is going on, player, coach, manager, front office assistant, not one person, bullpen catcher, not one said, guys, we need to stop this. But again, you have to be a person in power to put an end to it. That, well, that's another question. When you're winning and you're dominating everybody every day for 162 games, is anybody really going to speak up? No, because you're riding the wave, right. man. It, it, it's an addicting drug you can't put down. It's like baseball crack. It is. We figured it out. We have. It's like it's like the what was that movie? Not Rounders, but the other movie with the Harvard students or MIT students who figured out counting cards. Remember in Vegas? What's that movie? I'm thinking. Yeah, I know which movie you're thinking about. I can't, I can't yeah, maybe it's called Twenty One. It might be something simple like that. But once you figured it out, you're gonna ride it till you get busted, right? You gotta ride it till you get busted. I'll, I'll take your feedback. One eight five five two one two four CBS. That's one eight five five two one two four two two seven at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, one 855 is sponsored by GEICO. Whether you own or rent, GEICO makes it easy to bundle home and auto insurance. Having a home is hard work, so get a quote at geico.com easy. Some huge questions were asked in the audience. If you're Jim Crane, the owner, if you're Rob Manfred, Jim Crane owns the Astros. If you're Rob Manfred, MLB commissioner, that new Wall Street Journal story, more depth and darkness to the cheating by the Astros. What do you do to end it? What do you do to the Red Sox coming up? Cora's gone. Dombrowski's gone. Dombrowski was more about amount of money and what they gave up and the way the team was playing. Cora was connected to the Astros. I think Beltran got jobbed. If all the players got immunity, why wasn't he given immunity? But then the pressure in New York City where MLB is based, you can't manage the Mets if you're connected to cheating. But these players just, you know, giving up Beltran and Cora and Hinch and Lunau to save their own rears. And more coming out, and I think they'll be even more. So what does it do? So the Astros, Red Sox, they say before spring training, the game, what would you do to end it? 
What's the right thing to do? one 212 cbs That's one 212 At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. And with the cheating now kind of being not okay, but players are immune from sanctions, do you reinstate Pete Rose to baseball and then pave the way for induction into Cooperstown? Bonds, Clemens. What do you do with the so-called cheating in baseball? And those names. I want your feedback. Now, one eight five five two one two four cbs McKeon and Graceffo uh, doing a great job uh, back at CBS Sports Radio. Dan in Bristol, thanks for the wait. And you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, huge. I appreciate it, buddy. I've uh, been listening a long time. It's the first time I ever called. Thank you um, for listening. Uh, I think it's a travesty. I agree with you 100%. Uh, the one thing I think is that the whole team should be suspended. I think the one thing, Dan, they could have done, and thank you for the call, is that they could have taken away the banner just for 2017 and the trophy. Just taking it away. Okay, you got your immunity, but we're going to make a statement. You can't cheat because the precedent they set is all these teams now can all get together in a clubhouse in that clubhouse code, and they can cheat without repercussion. Michael in Indiana, you're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, huge what a show, man! It's always wonder. It's always wonderful to be on here, man. They took Scotty away from me, matter in hell over that, but you know I still got huge, man. Thank you for listening. And how do you feel about this cheating scandal? I tell you what, man. I'm really glad you gave me a couple minutes to get in on this. I've called a few times. I listen to it all the time. You know, uh, huge. It is absolutely. Pathetic. It really is, and it's dirty, and it's ugly, and it is sick. Just all the things that you've said. Uh, it's amazing. And I do want to comment on Pete Rose. I'm an Indiana transplant, but I'm actually Kentucky hillbilly. You don't find a whole lot of us up here, but there's a few of us around. But I, I grew up during a, a great fun time in Louisville, Kentucky, during the Big Red Machine days. I was an all-star catcher in a little league. Uh, went to bed with a ball and glove. So nobody loved baseball ever. Well, maybe Ty Cobb. Nobody ever loved baseball any better than I did. But the fact with, with Rose, I do want to touch base on that in just a minute. But you know what, man? If the Astros, and what's amazing, I've been I've been back in the Astros for the last several years. Uh, the Reds are still my favorite team, but Houston's been fun to watch. I backed the Red Sox when Big Poppy was playing for them. But you know what? If all this comes out huge and they prove it all, got to be pain here. Immense pain to keep it from happening again. If it's not, then there is no pain or there is no, there is no getting away from it, and it will occur again. Uh, as far as Pete Rose, it's amazing some of these sanctimon- sanctimonious guys can keep Rose out until he's dead. We know it's going to happen, right? He's going to die, and shortly after, they're probably going to put him in if he's lucky. But they're going to keep him out, but yet they're not going to do anything and slap these guys on the wrist. They need to be panned for a year, both teams, and let's see if it happens again. Well said, Michael. Thanks for the call in Indiana. To the other callers online, I promise 
Uh, we'll get to your huge opinions coming up. If you want to join in, we got about an hour and 20 minutes left together. one 855 cbs That's one 855 At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. We are back live across North America, something we do together each and every Saturday night. It's all about huge opinions. Yours and mine, Graceffo and McKeon are back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. Zook with another update here in about 20 minutes. Uh, top of the hour, we'll get into the re-debut, I guess you could say, of the XFL. It's back. And we were talking about the kickoff I love. I, I love. I think the NFL should adopt that immediately. And so we'll take your first impressions or the second time around, if you remember it. Over 20 years ago, I was the voice of the Chicago Enforcers with Otis Wilson from the 85 Super Bowl Bears. They, they didn't do the kickoff. They had that scrum for the ball. I forget what they called it. And then McMahon Scramble. would. What was it called? Scramble for the ball. Yeah, they did that to start the game, and then Vince McMahon would pop into our booth, and we were ripping Ron Meyer, the old SMU coach, and Chicago Enforcers played at Soldier Field, and they started out bad. Luke Canellis also was on the broadcast with me. I was doing play-by-play, and we were just killing Meyer, and we go to a break, and I turn around, and McMahon, he goes, you guys mean that? You mean that? And I'm, I'm like, yeah. And Big O goes, yeah. He goes, keep it up. I love it. And then what he did is that it was just, it was good football. It wasn't great today. But McMahon had good football initially. I remember Citrus Bowl, 40,000, 40,000 at Soldier Field. Uh, the crowds were good in a Liberty Bowl, Legion Field, Birmingham. And they started to inject WW, well, F at the time, or whatever it was. They started to inject the wrestling drama into it, and it killed the credibility. It did. It killed it. You know, there was some good talent. Uh, And I remember Tommy Maddox with the LA Express. He left and I think went on the quarterback with the Steelers, right, if I'm not wrong. They had had good talent. The football, he hate me, uh, was, was he San Francisco or Las Vegas? I think he was Las Vegas. In the XFL. Yeah, I did that for one year. And then, But see, they, they thrust that right into prime time, and they wanted to say, NFL, you have competition. And now it looks like they have great backing with TV networks, multiple. And, you know, they're putting the game on at 5 o'clock, so you can watch the game, you can go out to dinner, you can watch the NBA game, whatever you want to do. You know, go, you know, with relatives. Uh, it's... It's just in the right spot. And now with the emergence of legalized gambling, how about the over-under, Graceffo? Did you notice that? The over-under was on the scoreboard? Oh, the the over-under and the spread. They're putting it all in your face. Yeah. Why not? I I thought for, you know, turning it on, I watched it for a little bit. Yeah, I, it's going to be tough to have allegiance, and that's why the gambling will be appealing because, you know, if you're in that town, you might jump on a bandwagon where there's an XFL franchise. But nationally, 
you're not going to become connected outside of betting on it, or if you knew, like, you're an Ohio State fan and you, you know, Cardale Jones, you, you followed him, right, in college. But if you're betting, and football just ended last Sunday with the Chiefs and the Niners, it's going to be appealing to you. So, I, do you think it's going to work, Graceffo? When you say work, or it will be better than the previous XFL, which went out of business after one year, just too much money and primetime TV and failed ratings. Where do you think this league goes? I think it's I think it's around for at least two to three years. And minimum? Minimum. Because you not only have financial backing, you have football people running it, and you're going to get guys who want to test uh, the NCAA you're not going to get the stars. Like, everybody's talking about you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're going to get a quarterback that wants to play for pro football immediately. You're not going to get those guys. You're going to get guys who want to play football, know that they're probably a thir- fourth or third round pick, and but they're going to play pro football maybe to up their stock and get a little money in their pocket. I think that's where they make a dent in the market. Yeah, and I wonder also, it'll be interesting, how they jumped right in between the Super Bowl and the NFL draft, basically, right? They they fill that void. And when you get March Madness, though, and they're playing those games, see, that's when they should have moved their games to, like, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night away from college basketball. Maybe they're going to do that. I haven't really looked at the schedule. So uh, think about your thoughts on if it's first impressions on the XFL or if you watched it previously We'll get into that coming up in 15 minutes. We'll wrap up the conversation with the audience about the latest on the Astros' depth to their cheating and everything uh, that's going on and how they're going to dig out of that. I really, I think the Astros are labeled for life, this group, this era, until they, you know, start dumping salary. They're labeled for life as cheaters. That's my opinion. Uh, let's go to Jim in Nebraska. Thanks for the wait, and you're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Yeah. Thanks for taking my call. I've been trying for two hours. Uh, the idea is, is this. They had the right idea with the general manager, the managers, and the, literally speaking, front office on both teams. They go bye-bye. The players, the commissioner phrases the nineteen, uh, the 2017 and the 2018 teams. Whoever was on that list, their stats that have, uh, that are involved, RBIs, home runs, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Rip them and start them back at zero. Thank you, Jimmy. That's a great call, Nebraska. Appreciate your huge opinion. Alex in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here on CBS Sports Radio. Hello, Mr. Huge. Uh, nice talking to you again. Uh, I really appreciate your monstrous voice of the Midwest with uh, sensibility and whatnot. Um, I'd just like to uh, comment on the baseball thing uh initially uh i wasn't too shocked about it 
and but you know as more things have been coming out and i've thought about it more and just with uh people being all over the spectrum uh it's really started to bother me a lot more and uh some of the reasons are you know yes aj uh hinch didn't give a full disclosure obviously but he was man enough to go sit in front of them cameras and at least take some responsibility and be a man you know players uh in general demand that they get their respect and uh you know i don't know how much respect we're supposed to give them when not a one of them has uh approached anyone to say you know a little i'm sorry you know for me being a midwestern guy and for you i assume you know owning up and taking some responsibility and accountability would go a long way and uh, especially guys like justin verlander you know used to be from your neck of the woods he, he's always had something to say about everything but has been you know missing in action so punishment wise i know you can't suspend a whole team uh these guys are going to have to deal with their tainted reputations that's quite a bit of punishment but as ever everything else I, 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 that's a real gray area but uh thanks for all you do huge i uh, listen as often as you can and uh, keep up the great work yeah thank you alex in milwaukee uh, wisconsin appreciate uh, the huge love i i don't know why baseball didn't take away the banner if you have documentation whether it you you put Hinch and Lunau, the GM and the manager, out for a year, and then Jim Crane, the owner, fired him. How you didn't take away, if you know they cheated to win a title, if they cheated to win, how do you not take away the trophy and the banner? How do you not do that? I can understand to a point that if it's widespread where the whole roster Every hitter was using your dark arts, your code breaker, your trash can, your video, all your illegal options. I understand you can't fire the team. But how do you not take away the banner and the trophy? Can't take away the rings. I get that. But I think the guys would be embarrassed to wear those rings. Take away the banner. Take away the trophy. There's your public censure. It's simple and it's easy in my book. Let's go to Gary in Indianapolis. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Gary. Yeah. I, yeah. <clears throat> hello. Hello. How you doing? Uh, uh, pretty good. It's always interesting to listen to your program. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Perhaps uh, the reason why uh, Manfred is doing what he's doing is the, the possibility of a major class action lawsuit of betters against Major League Baseball. What happens if something like that happens? It goes to court and a jury or judge awards the class millions and perhaps billions of dollars in damages. I mean, this could 
think Major League Baseball because they perpetrated a fraud that they that millions of people bought as true. Which is a good point, and I, and I appreciate the call from Indy because if you took away their banner, what if you bet on what, what if you bet on the Dodgers like a thousand bucks and they were let's say they're eight nine to one in Vegas and it was taken away, you would think, well, why isn't award? I've always wondered this too. Like when there's a title vacated, like NCAA, like Louisville, Michigan, why isn't Michigan given the trophy? If the guy's in front of him and it's down to two cheated. I've never understood that. Some comments coming in at Saturday Huge on Twitter on our topic tonight. Garrett McConnell's listening in Minneapolis. He says, listening to you in Minnesota. Agree 100% on the Astros. They can do this, but they're still going to keep Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame. Manfred, here's your chance. Uh, stay thirsty. Tweets at Saturday Huge. Altuve and Bregman should be suspended, if not banned, too. This is worse than what Pete Rose did. And Judy Destructo in Chicago listening on AM670. The score at Saturday Huge is bringing down the house. Robert Brown tweets at Saturday Huge. How do you not strip the Astros of their championship when they admittedly cheated to win the championship? I'm confused. So am I, Robert Brown. Uh, Archie Graham is listening in Perry, Ohio. He tweets at Saturday Huge. How do you not strip the Astros of their title? And also, no way Verlander was speaking up. He was cheating, too. So was Cole and that whole pitching staff. Uh, Robert Schneider in Bexley, Ohio, listening on 92.3 FM. Bill, always good to hear your commentary. Just got back from the movies with a daughter, saw The Gentleman, just another great action comedy thriller from Guy Ritchie. Current state of baseball, not so thrilling. We'll get to your thoughts on the XFL. More comments on Astros and cheating. Join me live right now. 1-855-212-4CBS. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 